from Public Radio International. This is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Monday, August 29th. I'm Marco Werman. Today, hundreds of Libyan prisoners released from jails in Tripoli are reunited with their families in Benghazi. Also, a former CIA official calls the Arab Spring an intelligence disaster for the U.S. And transgender men in Pakistan struggle to move into the mainstream. They're not there yet. Their work is to please, their work is to sing, their work is to beggar. They are not allowed access to these health, educational, and other social services. That story and more ahead. BBC News with David Austin. The government of Algeria has now confirmed that Colonel Gaddafi's wife, Sophia, and three of his children have entered the country. The foreign ministry in Algiers said the four had crossed the border from Libya. John Lyne reports. This is now official confirmation of reports that first came from the opposition two days ago. At that time, the Algerian authorities firmly denied that a convoy of six heavily armoured vehicles had crossed their border from Libya. But now the Algerian Foreign Ministry has said that Colonel Gaddafi's wife Sophia, their daughter Aisha and sons Mohammed and Hannibal have all fled into Algeria. It's an obvious refuge for the Gaddafi family as the two countries have a long border and the Algerian government has still not recognised the opposition National Transitional Council. The opposition say they think Colonel Gaddafi himself is still in the Tripoli area. NATO commanders say the air campaign against Colonel Gaddafi must continue because the war in Libya is far from over. In a statement issued after meeting in Qatar, the commanders pledged to continue bombing the remnants of the colonel's forces. The rebels are continuing their build-up of fighters and weaponry in preparation for an assault on the last remaining Gaddafi stronghold, the city of Siat. But a BBC correspondent says many rebels have relatives in Siat and they've told him they'll do everything they can to avoid bloodshed. Reports from Syria say security forces have killed at least six people as they continue to try to crush protests against President Assad. Activists say five people were killed during raids in the town of Sarmin in the northwest. Other military operations are reported in Homs and in towns near Damascus. Jim Muir reports. With every day producing a new list of casualties, outside pressures continue to build up. The Arab League is sending its Secretary General to remonstrate and the Russians are sending a senior envoy too. Both the Turkish president and his prime minister have made further outspoken criticisms of the Syrian leadership, saying that it was now too late for corrective steps and reform offers. One of the most influential Sunni clerics, the Sheikh of Al-Azhar in Cairo, has condemned attacks on protesters taking refuge in mosques. The United Nations has warned of a possible resurgence of the deadly bird flu virus, H5N1, and the spread in Asia of a new mutant strain. The UN Food and Agriculture Organization said migrating birds have brought the virus to previously unaffected countries. David Willey has this report. This year, according to FAO experts, a new type variant virus has appeared in China and Vietnam, which is apparently able to sidestep defenses provided by existing vaccines. Vietnam's veterinary services are on high alert, the FAO says, and virus circulation in Vietnam poses a direct threat to Cambodia, Thailand and Malaysia, as well as endangering the Korean Peninsula and Japan. David Willey reporting. World News from the BBC. 
Pakistan's Supreme Court has opened an inquiry into an increase in killings in Karachi. At least 800 people have died there this year in political and ethnic violence. On Monday, the security forces suggested that an influx of hundreds of thousands of ethnic Pashtuns had worsened tensions. Many moved to Karachi after being displaced by anti-Taliban operations. Clashes have broken out between Christians and Muslims in the Nigerian city of Jos. Hundreds of people have been killed in religious clashes in Jos and surrounding areas since the beginning of the year. From Lagos, Tommy Oladipo reports. It's believed the fighting was sparked off following a scuffle at a mosque in a Christian neighborhood in Jos. Groups of Christian and Muslim youths armed with stones, clubs and machetes clashed and dozens of vehicles were set ablaze. Police have been struggling to contain the situation and the violence keeps spreading. The number of casualties is not clear at the moment. What is certain is the heightened tension which has gripped...